You're listening to WXAN, and we're very thankful to once again be joined by a representative from Ameren, Illinois. Today we're talking to Jen Porcelli. Jen, thank you so much for the time. Oh, thank you, Will. We want to talk with you today about the Ameren, Illinois Pollinator Initiative. So first, let's learn a little bit about you. What is your official role with uh, Ameren Corporation, and what makes uh, your background qualified for uh, this particular topic? Sure. Um, I'm an environmental scientist with Ameren, and I have a degree in fisheries and wildlife management, uh, which really when you're managing for wildlife, you need to uh, be able to manage the plants and the environment that they live in. So that's my academic background, and I have worked on um, habitat management plans, pollinator uh, planting plans and things of the like. So that's a bit about my experience. And just for the most basic question, what is a pollinator? So a pollinator, uh, for the most part, it's usually an insect, not necessarily always. Uh, bats can also be pollinators, but an insect that goes from flower to flower, um, spreading pollen between plants to help plants uh, propagate and thrive you know, in the wild. So really, it's that sharing of pollen between plants to, um, you know, really pretty much keep the ecosystem thriving. And, you know, I've heard a lot in recent years about monarch butterflies and their tedious situation, although I think that they have made somewhat of a rebound, at least the Midwestern version of them. That's perhaps the most recognizable pollinator. And people have been making pollinator gardens, and I assume that the Ameren, Illinois Pollinator Initiative is sort of a pollinator garden on a wider scale. Yes, essentially. It's uh, planting those nectar providing and uh, the milkweeds, the host plant uh, species in an area trying to create a corridor of habitat and food for monarch butterflies as they migrate you know, north and south throughout the Midwest. And it's interesting because milkweed used to be uh, categorized by most local governments as a noxious weed and it was uh, targeted for removal when crews would be out spraying and within the last decade or so uh, we have went from it being categorized that way to being something that is uh, looked to be uh, propagated to help prop up the uh, monarch butterflies. Yes. Um, I know that if you're raising cattle, you have some sort of agricultural operation where you have, you know, grazing animals. Uh, milkweeds can be toxic to them, so that's not something you're going to want in their forage. But even if you have an operation like that or you just own um, a larger piece of private property, you, um, you know, just around your home, you want a garden for them, um, they don't have, uh, you know, the danger of that toxicity if things aren't actively eating them, you know, like animals and people don't eat them. Uh, surprisingly, though, there's a lot of plants people put around their house, like daffodils, that are toxic. Uh, so really, um, we just don't want to plant them in situations where animals will be actively grazing them. So if they're planted out in areas where pollinators and other wildlife can use them, they are definitely beneficial. So is Amber Illinois planting these uh, pollinator plants, uh, say, like underneath its uh, high-tension wires? Uh, where is this initiative actually taking place? Yes, yeah, so uh, we're focusing on planting Illinois native species, especially those nectar providing those flowering plants in our right-of-ways under, you know, the power lines, the conductors, um, and also um, around some substation properties where 
we're able. And like I said, they're native plants. We're focusing on um, species that provide bloom throughout the year. So we have that nectar, that food available for pollinators as they come to and fro. Um, it's also a way for us to ensure safety and reliability in that we don't have those incompatible larger woody plants, you know, those trees coming up right underneath the power lines. Um, and we replace it with a, you know, a planting that is um, beneficial to pollinators, we're also reducing that vegetation management cost and we're able to, you know, invest that elsewhere in the system and pass that savings on to our customers. And how widespread is this initiative? Is there an example somewhere that people can sort of see with their own eyes as they drive down the highway? You know, it's it's spread throughout um, the entire Ameren, Illinois service territory, wherever we're able to get these plants on the ground. Um, and unfortunately, sometimes our right-of-ways are um, they're off the beaten path. You're not necessarily going to see them from the road. Um, maybe you own a property where you have a bit of right-of-way coming through. Um, I can tell you we have about 175 acres of pollinator-friendly native installations on the ground, and they're, they're kind of spread uh, throughout. Uh, we're focusing now on planting Ameren-owned properties because we you know, fully manage those, and we're also working with landowners who have these right-of-ways across their properties to see if they're interested in putting these plants in as well. What can the public do to uh, help uh, do this same sort of thing? Can they go to their local rural king or somewhere and buy milkweed and plant it? You know, if um, rural king isn't selling uh, plants that you can landscape with at home, there are nurseries now that are carrying Illinois, you know, native plants. Uh, of course, you can get your ornamentals there, but more and more, they're carrying a wider variety of native grasses, flowers, shrubs, and trees. Um, you know, flowering trees and shrubs also have a uh, benefit to our pollinators. Oftentimes, those flowering shrubs are the first things to put on flowers. So when starting to warm up and, you know, the bees and things are becoming more active, it's those flowering native woody plants uh, in your garden that can support them. And um, I would make the argument that no planting is, um, you know, too small. I mean, all plantings are valuable for our native bees, the monarch butterfly. Um, you want to get those milkweeds, though, in there because they are the host plant for the monarch meaning the adults come in and they lay their eggs on milkweeds. The eggs hatch, and those hatchlings, the larvae, they feed on the plant, and that's how they grow, and they're able to crawl off and, you know, make a chrysalis and launch themselves as an adult monarch butterfly. So we need that milkweed component um, in those gardens with the other flowering plants because the other flowering plants uh, provide the nectar for the adults. So planting at home with spring, summer, fall bloom times in mind um, is important and it's valuable. And what is the status of uh, honeybees and monarch butterflies? I read various accounts and, you know, I think if my conventional wisdom is right, the monarch butterflies have made a comeback in the Midwest but are still struggling on the West Coast and honeybee numbers are still dramatically down from where they were 10 or 20 years ago. 
Yes, you're right, and I'm reading the same sort of things, too, and, and trying to keep up with the latest information. Um, and you are correct. Here in the Midwest, that eastern larger population of monarch is seeing a nice rebound, um, and the western monarch is as well, based on the latest count, which came out uh, about a month ago from the Fish and Wildlife Service. The thing is, though, with these insect populations, especially the monarch, we can have um, a huge bumper crop year of monarchs, and then it can plummet significantly the next. And that is a, a natural ebb and flow when it comes to their populations. It's just that these last these last several years with the monarch butterfly has been a severe, steep decline where we're really worried about them. So the, uh, the bump up in numbers and population is very encouraging. Um, as far as honeybees go, last time I checked, that, that was the case. We're st they're still struggling, um, you know, in number. But we also have native bees that re require native plants um, in structure and form so that they can actually, like, live and create habitat. And also that they need that pollen to collect, you know, to, to thrive and do their native bee things. So as far as I know, population numbers overall are pretty much still struggling. It's hopeful with the monarch. But if we keep planting for them and keep creating it i'm i'm hopeful that you know it'll support the numbers we have now and allow them to thrive in the future jen porcelli has been our guest she is with amarin illinois telling us about their pollinator initiative and then a few broader uh, tidbits about how you can help support pollinators and the uh, population stability of uh, honeybees and particularly monarch butterflies jen anything else you'd like to mention before we let you go today um, other than encouraging folks to just, even if it's just a garden around your mailbox, you know, plant some native flowers. Um, butterfly milkweed is short-growing and beautiful with orange flowers. You know, these plants are not all tall and wild and crazy. Plant them in clumps around your house to give it that landscaped look. And, um, yeah, it, it's easy to do and it's valuable. I would say that would be my final remark. Excellent. Jen, thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a great day. Thank you. You too.